Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Maybe today's the day I brigade What the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 as the gold G. Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80. This is episode 33 of the Break 80 Podcast, and we are recording live in here in the Minnesota Golf Lab, located in beautiful downtown Long Lake, Minnesota, which is owned and operated by Hunter Hoagland of Golo Golf. I'm also joined here tonight by Mike and Tim, per usual, and we just got done playing around on the About Golf Simulators, and let's just say the boys and I have some work to do this offseason, as there were some bad golf shots hit tonight, but that's where Hunter's expertise comes into play. Um, he got us back on track. He actually tweaked my two iron a bit tonight so I would stop losing it to the left so drastically as well as be able to hit that piercing ball flight that we all dream about. Well, besides Tim, he dreams about two putts. Well, before we move on to other things, I want to talk about this space a little bit uh, that we're in. Um, very spacious. Two bays, very spacious. They can be used for rounds or lessons as well as any club footing needs here that you might have. In fact, I'm getting my clubs regripped as we speak by Hunter. Um, one of the best dudes in the business. And for anybody that shows up to um, the Minnesota Golf Lab, uh, 25% off your time here with the code BREAK80. So make sure you drop a name. Um, talk to Hunter. Great dude. Anything else you can add to that? Only thing I could add is uh, none of Jeff's clubs match. So it's wild he isn't using his own break 80 code to buy new clubs. <laughs> uh, I've never seen more mismatching grips, clubs, brands, anything in your bag, loft lie, anything you want. Hunter will bend them to uniform. <laughs> He'll well, match brands. 
He'll match grips, and uh, Jeff is making the first step in that, but uh, Jeff could get an even bigger discount than he's getting. So, what, <laughs> what did you have changed tonight by Hunter? Your putter grip? I had putter grip change. We got My, wedges. I've, wedges. I've seen slip and slides that are, that are, that are tackier <laughs> than that putter grip. I, <laughs> I, for the audience, I was bidding on a, a set of 05 TP rack irons from TaylorMade, and they look more modern than some of Jed, uh, uh, Jeff's uh, clubs in his bag right now. So that kind of sucks when I beat you guys, just knowing that I'm, uh, the tools I'm using are not elite. I, some of the best artwork is done in uh, in ancient times, I guess. <laughs> well, I will say this. I got a little bit of TaylorMade. I got to sprinkle a little bit of ping in my bag. I got a little bit of PXG. We're all over the map. So, Oh, I got even a Strix on. So we yeah, we come from all across the boards. Well, anyways, um, I don't know. Golf was kind of on the map a little bit this week. We had the Hero World Challenge, which by any you know stretch of the imagination is basically... Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, almost an exhibition of sorts, because it is 30 best players in the world, but really, when it comes down to it, it's not something that people make sure they... You know, if Tiger was playing, then it'd be something a little bit more worth watching, but this time of the year, I'm not a big fan of it. You're saying it was almost a live golf event. Basically. It almost lived up to the live. Oh, fuck. The field was 8 billion times better. I did not see Chase Kepka in the field. Last time I checked, Chase Kepka was not playing. Yeah, it limited to 30. Yeah, 30, 30 good players. The top 30 from Liv, top 30 from the PGA. Could Liv, be a really Liv, good matchup. what are you talking about? Liv has like six good players, a bunch of has-beens, and then a bunch of nobodies. Pre, pre this recording, you called it a... Uh, a resort course. It is a resort course. I'm talking about the number of players. Lives. These, these guys had a vacation down there. Oh my God! You and I were there. We saw the live players. There's not that many that's worth watching. Oh, Cam Smith all day. Well, yeah, I love Cam Smith, but oh. he's not. There's. You cannot compare a field that literally, like every single the top. Let me let me read the top ten for you. You tell me if a live event. Well, you got to put like the. The, the original top 10 back in. You got to put Cam Smith back in. You got to put even if Jocko you, back in. Even you if you put, did, even if you did, you still would not have, I got to find the leaderboard, you still wouldn't have enough good players to match the leaderboard of the PGA Tour this week, would we have? We had Victor Hovland won, resort course. He loves resort courses. He's never actually won in the United States. Well, it, it's hard to immigrate anymore. Right. He also, for, for a Norwegian, he sure loves uh, warm weather courses. Victor Hovland first, Scotty Scheffler second, my guy Cam Young third, Shoffley fourth, Justin Thomas fifth, Morikawa sixth, Finau seventh, Sung J M and John Rahm T8, Tom Kim T10. There's n no way you, your live can produce that kind, of, that kind of top 10. Zero chance, not possible. We'll come back on this in a second. I'm glad you brought up Young and the Young family. Send out a postcard today. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. Be on the lookout for it. Two coming That's your way, it. I think. Who knows? But Li uh, Live Tours, one of their top five players was Peter Uline, who has not been able to make the PGA Tour, let alone be competitive on it. I mean, all-time lineage of golf. No, his dad was the CEO of a Christian. Yeah, all-time lineage. I mean, you got to have, like, some trickle-down effect. Trickle-down economics of golf. Straight into the U-Line family. Like the Ronald Reagan of golf skill. Just live, 
They probably have too many tall golfers, not enough good putters. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Okay, we'll get to that later. Well, let's uh, let's get back. We'll, we'll talk about Victor in a little bit. Let's get to. Uh, I think the 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 thing that took the cake was the Tiger presser. I mean, the the golf is the golf, but Tiger finally spoke. We get an update. He WD'd this week um, due to foot injury. I think he has what do they call that um, plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. Yeah, whatever that's called. He's got that. So he's. Here's a couple of his quotes. I'll let you guys, if you want to comment on them or not. But he had a press conference. Here's some things that he said. He said, first of all, he was bummed that he had a WD because he's been shooting four, five, six, seven or par like it's nothing. But he wasn't a cart. Yeah, he's not going to. fine. He's not going to dip down to John Daly's level. And no, part, and no, cart that is fine. Let him do that. Like, it's he's well, too they would, they would let him do it. The tour would. If if Tiger said I will play every event in a cart, they'd say fuck yeah, you're playing. But he is not going to do that. If I was Monahan, he'd be like, "You have a gambling addiction? That is a disability. Get in one of these golf carts and drive around." I do sex not addiction. Care. <laughs> oh, sex addiction, disability. Get your cart. Give me a cart. Side <laughs> um. <laughs> so note: uh, Break eighty is applying for free golf carts everywhere we go. Um, Not Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. No, no, no. Uh, th- so then he also said, but unfortunately, <laughs> I can hit the golf ball. I love this quote. I can hit the golf ball wherever shot you want. I just can't walk. How, how alpha is that? That's me in a golf cart now. That's you just the opposite. Well. <laughs> you, can walk. you can walk. I just can't. I just can't. dead left pull hook. <laughs> There's place. There's, okay, let's talk about his one am shot. I, am in the I sim. under pressure or not under pressure? He hit one shot in the sim tonight that didn't. I, I don't think the sim is. If you look on the the ball mark on the, on the um, it might be on, on the, the shaft. Screen. The ball mark might be on the shaft of his driver somewhere. <laughs> Jeez. All right, um, calling a heel is like calling it mid center face. It was so. it was pretty left. It was it was the AOC left ball in the face. <laughs> so and then um, he talk, commented a little bit on this live PGA tour, and he started. And this has kind of been repeated by a couple other people, but he did say, I think Greg has to go first of all, not um, you know not with their leadership, but uh, not with Greg there. He basically was asked, can can there be anything that kind of comes. Um, you know, some sort of compromise. He goes, not with their leadership, not with Greg there. His animosity towards the tour itself, I just do not see that happening. Can we talk about Tiger a minute? I'm a big Tiger fan, right? But if you look at the diversity that Greg has had over the course of his building businesses, um, you're talking wineries, foot companies, indi- like independent golf brands. Tiger has not. Prosthetic wieners. <laughs> that, the hammerhead. Oh, the hammerhead. Good <laughs> Lord. I, maybe that's why Tiger's mad. No, no. I've, have you seen the Tiger video? <laughs> no, I have. Tiger's I have. got nothing to worry about. Trust I have me. not. Trust me. Tiger has zero to worry about. <laughs> Do you have to superimpose these two wieners on top of each other? Maybe we might have to. Bigger? Like, holy but Christ. Remember, remember when we were at Liv, and we uh, we have a source in the golf industry. We'll, we'll maybe have him on once on the podcast. Remember in the, in the parking lot we were talking to him? He was a golf journalist. He was talking about how Greg Norman doesn't have any money. Like he's been divorced multiple times, and he's like, like he's got all his wineries, but he said, I don't know if he has any money. Like, this, well, he's out there doing all this stuff for the Saudis. I don't know. That's how Phil lived his life. That's how most, it seems like millionaires, billionaires live their life is like on the the debt train, right? So, but, you you pull for debt, so you don't have to pay an interest, so you don't have to pay taxes. Uh, to those out there that make more than us on the podcast, just uh, go into debt, and I, I guess that's how you make money. <laughs> well, I think part of this is, is Greg Norman's had a vendetta, 
not, maybe not a vendetta, but he's been trying to do something like this since the 90s. He did. When Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas said, no, yeah. you, you PJ Tour guys aren't leaving they, for any world tour. He's been trying to do this forever. Well, back then he didn't have the financial backing. The Saudis weren't involved. And now it's, it's kind of like Tiger and Rory as the spearheads of golf versus Norman. And Norman has done every other business under the sun where, yes, Tiger has made a bunch of money. He's still the figurehead of golf by all means, but um, Tiger hasn't branched out in the same way that Norman has into wineries, into golf memorabilia, into um, real estate holdings, into, you know, outside of his charitable work, all of these actual pro-profit things that Norman has. Um, yeah, maybe, but I think, um, um, what was I going to say here with Greg Norman? The other thing is, I think the rumor is he's on the way out. That's just a rumor, but an ex-Taylor-made CEO, I think, was going to be the guy that was going to be the next uh, live guy to be step into Greg Norman's kind of role, but I don't know if that'll happen or not. Who knows? See, which is, is weird because Norman was, what, ex-Cobra investor? Cobra, yeah. Yeah. Um, he still is. Major owner of... of Cobra Golf Clubs. So, I mean, the guy's even got a backing in, in golf equipment itself. So it's not like he's, it's not like he hasn't been around the league for a long time surrounding golf. He never really made an exit uh, from golf proper. It's just he has shifted his focus into this new league and, you know, it. he's not unqualified to continue to hold the position he has. It's just, I think it's political. It might be. I just think Greg Norman, I, the 30 for 30, but before the Masters was really good, where he walked around the course, and he seemed like a down-to-earth kind of guy, but I think he just rubs people the wrong way. For whatever reason, he's rubbed a lot of people on the PGA Tour or whatever the wrong way for for some reason, and that is stuck. That's been like his thing forever, oh. and it just stuck with him wherever he's went. Well, here's, here's one more thing that he has to say. I think this is the most fascinating. It says, um, I think Greg's got to leave, and then we can eventually, hopefully, have a stay between the two lawsuits and figure something out. So Tiger threw out a possibility of somehow coming to some compromise. I don't know, something where they could kind of go. If that Tiger's is, saying that, that's... That is, that is an introduction to a soft negotiation. That is what they want. They want to they remove a hard negotiation from... From what's going to happen, they want something easy that they can settle on with, with the Saudis and, and move move on from there. I think I that's my opinion. Greg has been at this this vendetta or this business plan since, as you said, the '90s. Yeah, um, it's been a long time. He just he wants to get golf back to Australia. He wants to move it globally. That's all he wants to do. I'll commend Greg for that. I I don't think that he's necessarily the spearhead that they need right now. Um, I think that a CEO eventually, after they've done their due diligence, steps down. But I don't think that he has burnt out his name enough to, to do that. Uh, also, uh, if anyone's listening and it was a, a wine connoisseur, I've never had the Norman wine brand. And big have, fan of Australian wines. I so. not either. My, my thinking on it is the PGA Tour players looked at the year and... Their YouTube ratings were terrible. Nobody really watched it. If you're going to try to, you can't. You obviously can't compare it to TV ratings, but it, they weren't big watched events. 
But I think the PGA Tour players realize that money talks and there's so much money behind it that it's going to be here for a while and there's going to have to be some sort of something, you know, to where there's, you know, because if the, if the majors aren't going to kick them out, if they can play in the open and we, we don't know about Augusta yet, but if they can play the PGA and they're going to be playing in common events here and there, that there's got to be some sort of, they can't, be at odds all the time if there's if if they're going to be two separate things it doesn't make any sense but i don't know exactly what they're what, what I, don't, I don't know what a compromise would look like. i don't get it is it a yeah. world is it a world rankings points compromise like i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't understand i don't know what they would do or you know are, are, are they trying to get guys to play in i think it's a mixed tour I play, think it's, play in yeah like the players championship guys that cast with them guys yeah. play again i don't know i think like, it's i think it's coming somehow making some sort of a, a like some intermixing because they know the fracture of this of both leagues are going to only make all. I'm all for that. That like that's been my take the whole time. Like I'm not a, I don't like live. You're still watching golf. It's just shittier golf because they don't have as good of players. My biggest take is that and I hate watching watered down events. Like get all the best players in some of these events. Like like that's the best part about the players championship. Usually the course doesn't do much for him, but you got every good player is there. It's See, like another major. And the song, the song of the players. Oh, oh my god, I love that song. Not even that, but think about this. Like Valderrama is in next year's live event structure. Like the cork trees in Spain. How awesome is that? Who doesn't like you're going to go down to the Hero World Championship but not go to Valderrama? Like that makes no sense if it's a combined tour if they can get the, the infrastructure, the PGA behind it, if they can sell out or at least partially fund or be a part of PGA Live, I, it, it's just it adds so much more curiosity to the number of courses that they can now play because the PGA has been stuck on, as Mike would say, some of the worst golf courses in they the are US. Fun to watch. Right? You should be pro breakout. I'm PGA not. Tour, like, Liv should come in and, like, break you out of this funk of awful courses that you hate. But the Liv courses this year were awful. Bet Trump, Bedminster did nothing oh, for me on, on TV. Uh, Pumpkin Ridge, nothing. Like, ugh. The OG so, Tiger USAM oh course, like, where he started his life. Oh, my God. I'm actually. That is, that is so nostalgic. We've seen, we've seen Valderrama before with the Ryder Cup. I'm actually more interested in live at Adelaide than I am Valderrama because Adelaide. I, I actually love the old, um, like the Sandbelt Australian kind of golf courses. They're yeah. pretty sweet. So I'm actually more interested in seeing Adelaide than I am to see uh, Valderrama. But Valderrama's Valderrama's supposed to be really hard. It's supposed to be a hard golf course. Valderrama is so is Adelaide though, right? Yeah, can we know. can we talk about raising green peas just so we can hard cut in bunkers? Like how good does that look to run a fairway? Directly into a bunker. We don't need to raise green fees in the United States anymore. They're already no. they're already asinine Ridiculous. compared to the rest of the world. Well, I just want an open green fee. <laughs> well, let's get to his last comment. He just said <laughs> the, the, this is on the World Golf Rankings. Um, says it's a flawed system, kind of on the same point as Rom and um, and Rory. The field at Dubai got less points than Sea Island, and more of the top players were there in Dubai. So obviously, there's a flawed system there. We don't need to go all into it, but. I think we can agree that the world golf rankings should probably edit a few things and, and look um, be progressive here. And they skewed it too heavily to the PGA Tour. Yeah. Yes. The, the 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 DP World Tour, the old European Tour, got really screwed hardcore there. Um, it basically makes the European Tour like almost like a feeder system. Like if you're good enough, why would you ever? Why would you skip a PGA Tour event with a bunch of world ranking points to go to play? Like let's say you're a golfer from. 
freaking Sweden or somewhere, you you wouldn't even want to play in the Swedish Open. You'd rather go play in like freaking the Barracuda on the PGA Tour or some shitty event because it's worth way more points than 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 your home country Open or something. It's a shame. It's just it's pride at that point in time and and showing up for the home country and. I mean, we've all seen the TikTok videos and the Instagram videos coming out of, like, Southeastern Asia. Oh, my God. How are those boys not on the tour yet with how smooth those swings are? I mean, we're all, I think, not you, Mike, uh, but Jeff, who sits in the swing lab, and me that has a mirror now that's hung (laughs) up finally, uh, are emulating swings that we see on TikTok or or Instagram coming out of Southeast Asia uh, that look absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that there's not a, a prime tour feeder over there that's worth any points is it, it feels like a shame, especially after you. <sighs> so we're here at uh, Golo Golf on an about golf sim, um, heavily Korean based on a couple of the courses. Uh, probably one third of the courses here are actually Korean based. So super interesting, um, fairly narrow undulated and tough i got a take on this on the korean golf league just on on (laughs) asian golf in general um on the players sure i'm sure there are really good players and you know tom kiem has been great but if they were that good they can get so many asian players get into the open championship there's a whole bunch of spots and none of them ever do anything ever in the open, what's well, different? Like if there's, yeah, but if they're it's so, soft. if they're the, if they're these generational players that are so great, prove it, prove it, do do they're something. Bu- they're bubble players, they play, can't play at the play like golf, they're, they're like win. Like I, they don't ever, they, yeah, it's great. Mechanical. To, I'm sure they win, and you know, like remember, remember whatever Ishikawa, Yo, Yo Ishikawa, Rio. Rio, who was supposedly this great phenom, didn't do shit because he wasn't that good compared to other players. No, it's it's not about it's so. As a generational ball striker, <laughs> but not a generational can't can't hold spin down on the ball, right? If the wind hits, I am doomed. It's, it's gone. It, the the ball game is over. Uh, so if you put me out in an open course with the wind up, it, it's just it's over. And I think so many of those players play on such soft surfaces through Korea, Japan. That uh, I don't know. Scott Hand made a hell of a living on the Asian tour, and he couldn't do shit on the PGA tour. So, well, <laughs> if we put Rory over there, soft conditions, fly the ball everywhere, clean up all. Well, he's day a better long. player. Yeah, of course he would. He's the best player in the world. Well, and he'd be he'd be the tallest one too. <laughs> <laughs> but he's but he is the best player in the world. Of course he would. What I'm saying is, if they're that good, there's a reason why those live guys want to go and play those Asian tour events to get world golf ranking points because they know they're going to clean up because they're better players. They haven't they haven't done that though. That was the that's the that was the plan they did. Patrick Reed went and he missed the cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> For sure. Captain America. Well, I guess we'll just comment on you know, the fact that Hovland now is on back-to-back. Seventh professional win, what you talk about, which is weird. He, he did compete for the major last year, the Open. He was in the final group, I believe, but didn't have a great season. I think he went from third in the world all the way down to now he's like ninth, I think. Um, but he loves, to, he loves the courses outside of the United States. Zero wins in the United States, has seven wins outside the United States. Um, some considered, uh, I don't know, PGA Tour worthy, some not. So, I don't know. Just figure that he's a player made for 
Resor- I don't know. Resort courses. Resort courses. He wins. Bahamas. He's very good else? at he's Mayakoba resort yep. courses. I think I think it's because he's a shitty. He's like statistically one of the worst chippers of the golf ball, like in the history of the PGA Tour. If he misses a green, he cannot get up and down like the other guys can. And at resort courses, everybody's played them. It's wide open. You big fairways. You big greens. He hits a lot of greens. He's okay. I, he has one really good win. The BMW is like the flagship event of the um, European Tour, and he won that. So that was a really good win. But all the other ones are like kind of like resorty. I guess he won in Dubai. One problem with that, this last championship, the, the one that he just had, amazing putting. Yeah, he, I mean, up and down from... 11 feet, Maybe. Feet. I think putting, he's okay. It's chipping that he's, really, that he's subpar. So his putting on this last win was absolutely phenomenal. Lights out. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and that's where he kind of like, Scheffler was right there. Honestly, through, what, probably 14 holes, uh, 12 holes. It was, it was really close. It was fun to watch. Scheffler was right there. Um, and then a couple really, really off-the-beat drives or terrible spots, um, which kind of lost the, the luster of the tournament. Uh, but, yeah, uh, his putting was just phenomenal. This, this is a great segue. All right, Mike. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, how, how tall is Victor Abloh? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look this up in a second. Come on, six foot five. Mike has a theory. No, no, I we do know a theory. But, so Victor Hovland is um, putting, he's... He's not great, but he's okay. What I'm talking about is, is you know, you put him on golf courses where maybe because he it's tighter tee shot and he yes he, he hits it in trouble, he has to lay up. He's not a good chipper of the golf ball. He's like one of the worst in the you, on the tour. You don't have to tell me. I had him like that was my yeah. pick at Southern Hills. And, um, uh, he was there for a while and then wasn't there for a while based on chipping. So I am looking at an, at an old statistic from May when he was ranked number six in the world. In strokes gained around the green, he was ranked 210th out of 210 players in the PGA Tour. He was Ouch. dead last, and that's his thing. Like he's a great ball striker. He just if he if he's missing greens, he just does not get it in the hole like the other guys out there do. But I, th- I think at these resort courses, you hit a lot of fairways and greens. But again, the BMW was one on like a Heathland golf course, so I don't know. He's good. He's great. He's a good player. I mean, they're all good players. He's really good. He just I don't know. To be putting. Uh, go ahead, Tim. I'm looking at his height. Huge Hovland fan. Also because he loves metal. Like, dude loves death metal. Does Best, he? Does oh, he really? yeah. Huge, like, Metallica like, or Norwegian? Oh, yeah. Huge death metal guy. Uh, huge props for that, too, because best workout music. Um, but that and the, like, the inability to, uh, to, like, have a good ball striking round and really make something out of it. Identify with that 100%. Victor Hovland easily falls within my putting theory. He's 5'10, he's short. Maybe average. I don't know what's yeah, average. Yeah, but is he good? He's not really a good. I no. get a good putting round or, or tournament, but I don't think he's overall a great putter. What is, what is average height in, in America? 5'10 in the world. America. Let's go America. 5'10? No, I, I think it's 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, five, okay. So here's my theory. I'm justifying my own height here. No, maybe I'm, and maybe I'm uh, making <laughs> up, maybe making built-in excuses for myself here. But uh, as being a six foot five human being, over oh, an inch, everything. Sh- short, 
I'm six five. Six four and three quarters. I'm eight inches. At least that's what I was the last time I measured myself, which was like senior <laughs> senior senior year of college basketball. <laughs> anyway, um, I th- I did some research. This is, this is a theory, a hypothesis, you might say. Uh, short golfers are short people are better putters than tall people. Um, I this is mainly because every offseason. I tell myself I'm going to try to practice just classic grip, just standard grip, because then I don't have to hunch over like I do with the pencil. I have yet to take out the putting mat yet. You know, it's only December. We got plenty of time. Um, <laughs> we are two but, into winter. <laughs> but I was thinking about this the other day because the pencil grip is my preferred, or the claw, whatever you want to call it, is my preferred putting grip now. To the listeners, I watched Mike try to dig out Christmas ornaments for at least 45 minutes from his garage, did not even try to find his putting mat. That's in the basement. It's in the basement. <laughs> you um, know where it is. It's in, oh, yeah, it's in a box still in the basement. Um, yeah. I actually have two. <laughs> um, but the prop, what I always hate is when, I, when I'm doing the pencil or the claw and I look at like a video, I, my posture is so bad. But there's no way I can have good posture without like really bending my knees and looking as fucking awkward because you got to put your other hand lower than your normal hand would with a, with a standard grip. It's kind of like left hand low too. You got to bend over a little more. So I did a little research here on the greatest putters of all time. They're all short, all of them. Buy a new putter. Here we go. Top 10 putters. I got their heights for you. Independent research. Billy Casper, five foot eleven. Jose Maria Othabo, five ten. Jack Nicholas, five ten. Bobby Locke, five eleven. Tom Watson, five nine. Seve Ballesteros, six feet. Ben Crenshaw, five nine. Brad Faxon, six one. Tiger, six one. Now we'll say six one. Yes, it's above average, but let's be honest, six one is not tall. It's short. Uh, I got a thing that debunks your theory. Yeah, Tim? Six, Tim? How tall is Tim? <laughs> six, six, six one goes a long way on the dating. <laughs> like six one is like, well, not, I, mean, it's like I mean it's like optimal like six five, but it's no, decent. No, no, no. Like that extra inch over six foot goes like four miles in like dating app equivalency. But like you look at like like Finau is like six four. He had a nice run where he won there. Where he's making putts, but he's not even anywhere like the top five strokes gained putters last year. Uh, Kelly Kraft, six feet, that did him a lot of good. Um, Maverick McNeely, six one. Mackenzie Hughes, six feet. Matt Fitzpatrick, five ten. SJ Kim, five eleven. There is not a single like, let's say six three or over putter. DJ is not a very good putter either. on these rankings. Like it's just like there aren't any. Like so, it made me think. You know, you got your 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 farther away from the ground. You got longer arms. Typically, there's a lot more moving parts here than there are for a short person. Oh, I waited. I waited all night for this argument. <laughs> here we go. Let oh. me hear you. What about tall people and long driving? Rory's number oh, one. No, we're going all the way back, baby. All right. So, Mike is making a historical argument right now because a lot of the names you brought up is is from a time where people weren't as tall. <laughs> and. Uh, to be completely honest, if we transported my body and my soul back to 400 AD, I would be a Greek fucking god. Let's be let's let's, be, <laughs> let's clarify this. This is a thousand some years before they actually played golf. I, who knows? I would introduce it. Maybe this is why it happened. No one uh, knows yes. why tra- time travel happens. Yes. I introduced okay. this game. Um, the Scottish didn't do shit. Uh, anyway, I'm back there with the Greek gods. I'm 5'11 and uh, 155, lean, hard, on a good day, maybe, uh, swinging a battle axe. And uh, that thing's coming through at maybe 100 and 
12 mile an hour swing speed. No way. Right in the slot. No right way. Right in the slot. Hard draw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, Tim. Well, probably a hook. Let's be honest. Yes. All right. Well, I, you know, that we could talk, we could talk all day about yeah, this. Yeah, I, we're so off topic. I, I'm a left-handed guy. I'm a left-handed guy. I feel like there's odds against me, too, when all, I play golf. I mean, all, in all fact, I, I step on a, you know what? I step on a, a range, and every time the freaking wooded thing that you got to get the balls out of is always for a right-hander. I got to sit there and move it around. Jeff, 90% of the world is right-handed. 9% is... 90% of the world is, is not 6'4", Mike. 9% of the world is... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm evolutionary. I'm, about, I'm, I'm just quicker on the evolutionary ladder here. Uh, um, but like 9 My daughter is, is like ampidextrous. She does something's left-handed, something's right-handed. So she looked it up the other day. 9% of the world is left-handed. 1% is like ampidextrous and 90% is right-handed. So why the fuck would they be? Like, it doesn't make any well, sense. Hey, this is the Me Too movement. Come yeah. on. <laughs> well, I know, I'm going to have to get you some like left-handed stuff. Jeff, I'm going to get you some left-handed stuff for Christmas. Like a can opener so you don't die seven years earlier. I mean, every good hypothesis has to have a control group. And Tim, <laughs> Tim has been the control group for the three years I've known him, which is he's oh, debunked. He's buddy. debunked my hypothesis every, <laughs> single, every round we played, basically. But you know, everybody else, I think this is. I think I'm onto something here. Here's the thing. I, I, again, regardless of my Greek theory of me being some god back in the day. Uh, People were shorter. I mean, you're looking at like six foot guys that would have been we, tall back through the they 70s. Probably, they probably putted like crazy then. They probably made everything. Well, it's so slow too. Yeah, it's, it's seven stimp green. Like, yeah, oh my god, you're playing in some in some sheep pasture. You're rolling putts, and if you're short, the tall guy was probably missing everything. Can we just talk about what putting was like back then? Like, holy fuck! Can you imagine making a full wrist motion putt? Young Tom did it. Young Tom was kicking ass. Fist fights, so did, making putts. So did Jack. So did Nicholas. I mean, he All was like... Putters are wristy. So wristy. Well, they're playing on greens that are a lot short. Right, they're a lot slower. That's well, a part of it. They're playing on greens that are a lot slower. So for uh, the listeners, just go back to wrist motion putting. Like, don't worry about the pencil grip or anything Mike tells you. Just go back to wristing them all. <laughs> I I'm kidding. I don't, I, don't, I don't pretend to know everything about putting, but I will tell you one thing I know, listeners. If you're taking tips from Tim oh, and putting, your, oh. your game is fucked. Just quit. <laughs> they are bad tips. <laughs> all right. Well, let, let's, uh, I, got a, I got something that kind of hit the internet this week that I think we need to talk about. Um, I'm not big into these. I don't. I know you guys don't play in a ton of them either, but golf scrambles. All right. There is a team that claimed to shoot a 46. Now again, I don't know if there was yard, you know, yardsticks, if there was yarn, if there was 55 mulligans. I don't know all the details on that, but they claimed to shoot a 46 including an albatross, four eagles, 12 birdies. Now again, I'm not a big fan of playing these just because of that fact. I don't know how you can even monitor a team like I know some teams sign up, travel here to there to try to actually win the money, and they kind of scam artist types of things. That's one reason why I don't like to play them. I don't like all the extra, the BS stuff too, buying mulligans, buying string, buying all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line, if you if you show up and the next best was like a 54, I think, and they drop a 46, and on top of that, I saw what the dudes look like. We're not talking like golf-looking people here. The, dude, the one guy was looked like he's 70, super overweight. There's no way he helped the team. They played by themselves. 
And that's the thing. You that's cannot do it. And, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to Twin Cities Golf. When they do one around this, they, they you know, some of the big ones, they, they, they do eight sums, which makes it slow, but at least you know teams are shooting what yeah. they shoot. Yeah, we won one. I haven't played many scrambles the last couple of years, but we did the Twin Cities Golf at Emerald Greens a couple of years ago, and we shot 25 on the front nine. <laughs> we 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 uh we had a albatross on a par five a guy in our group hold it and we eagled and we shot 52 like we played it like as good as you could almost play and we won by a bunch but um six shots better than that we shot 20 under and i don't know how it's possible and we we made the only skin because of that albatross that was nice too so you made good money but like 46 this doesn't even seem like that's like Tiger Woods golf. That's mini putting. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't even seem right. Yeah, and I, I saw the same video as you, and it looks absolutely ridiculous that they did that. Um, and I've even I played the yarn game, so I think we did myself and a couple other guys. Another guy was a three handicap. Um, another guy was a seven. Another guy was a twelve, and we went fifty-eight. I kind of think the yarn game makes it harder. No, you just I have you played, drag that thing in. I have played in a two-man scramble before where you putt so cautiously because you're like, we just got to get it close because we'll cut the string, and you don't putt to make things. No, the first guy putts. And you end up, well, I, I was playing in a two-man, so you only had two putt, you only had two guys, and you're like, so you putt. It was like the whole round, I, we finally said, fuck it, throw the yarn in the goddamn cart. Let's just make some putts. Screw it, because we were so pissy about legging them short and then cutting it. and yeah. then we, it was bad. Uh, I, I just thought that was absolutely preposterous. And the fact is that I think on the scorecard, too, they had 47 written down, scribble it out, but 46. Of course, yeah. Well, of course. Shocker. Math is hard, right? Uh, it, so I was listening. There's um, a couple Golf Digest podcasts out there. So a situation where one of uh, the golf pros a couple years back came, came in, identified himself like, hey, I play professional golf. I'm on the PGA Tour. Sure you are, buddy. Whatever you want to say, goes and lights it up, and they're all circling his car after they absolutely dominate everyone. It's like, what more do you want from me? I, I was transparent in who I was, what I was going to do. We took your money, and now you're circling my car and taking, like, free clubs out of my bag and, like, requesting the, uh, the check back. That was not this group, but that was another group that probably would have shot a 46. Um, but... For a lot better reason than a guy that literally looked like he needed two knee transplants and was 300 pounds yeah dude i mean it's just i don't know like i have a hard time ever you know now granted if it's for some sort of a you know fundraiser or something like that i could care less what we shoot um but if you're if you're entering it you're paying a good fee and there's basically the only thing that you get back out of it is prizes and money and there's no you know fun that it's going to that's beneficial then it's it's got to be eight sums it's got to be yeah so all right got one more thing for you guys here hypothetical i think dylan dethier tweeted this i want to hear your takes on it um you know we've had the world cup going on in the world uh which you know usa shit the bed but if you were randomly dropped into a pro sporting event with your entire country's hopes and dreams on the line what would you most want to attempt? Four options. Free throw, penalty kick, 25-yard um, field goal, and a six-foot putt. Now, I'm going to say one thing. I would assume that the six-foot putt is 
A straight putt, I'm assuming. Worst kind. Worst kind. <laughs> you need a C turn. I think it's a straight putt. So I would let's just plan for a straight putt. I want your order of confident uh, from most confident to least out of those four. So once again, we got penalty kick. Uh, now I'm assuming the penalty kick is that with the defense. There's a goalie. Yeah, there's, a goalie. there's a goalie. Okay, so yeah. it's not like yeah. Otherwise you just yeah, pass it. Goalie. In there. Okay, with a goalie, twenty-five yard field goal, six foot putt, and a free throw. Now free throw. There's women behind you, lifting up their shirts. Even better. There's always women behind me. <laughs> in my experience, and uh, some except c- right now. <laughs> in my in my experiences at a few uh, college basketball environments, especially uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota, at Northern State, it's usually a very overweight college student <laughs> with his shirt off. <laughs> All right. So let's start with you, Tim. I want your most confident to least confident out of those four. Now remember, you're you are. I want you to think about this. You are 100% fighting for your entire country. Like this is, you, the pressure has never been bigger. This is like Ryder Cup six footer to win in your singles match on Sunday. If it goes in, you win. Well, that's why I'm not putting for the Ryder Cup. I am a white boy hopping out as a BMW in a, a suit and a, a, a button up collared shirt ready to a free throw because that's what I was taught as a, a kid growing up. <laughs> like fundamentals in basketball, the old standard crossover in the front and uh, a hard chest pass into getting fouled in the lane and making my two free throws. So uh, we're going that first up 100% of the time. You're doing a free throw? Oh, yeah. I, I would love I to could see probably, I could throw. probably make 85% of those right now. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, we need a po- you could not. We need a oh, podcast free throw. Zero. Let me explain something to you, Tim. This is so when we get to mine, uh, I grew up in basketball. Do my I have da- to jog down the court for me? My dad was a high school basketball coach for 35 years. I was like all state multiple times in high school. I shot 90% in high school from free throws. Yeah. And in college, 80 some. And I right now could not step out there and make 85% of my free throws. I haven't touched the basketball in like five years. You're going to tell me if we had a hoop right now, you could fucking make eight and a half out of ten? Go get me a hoop. Zero. <laughs> Go get me a hoop. I would bet. I would. I would. I would. Put the pink slip mortgage of my house up against anything you have. <laughs> oh, this could, is content. That oh, you, here we go. That you could not make. You would have to make the over under at eight and a half. Zero percent chance. Okay, so None. we got ten free throws in a controlled environment. So we're indoors. No yep. way. Ten no free throws. Way. Tim has to make nine or better. No way. Zero percent chance. Never <laughs> happened. Pink slip for pink slip. Okay. Never happened. Okay. There's zero percent chance. How many weeks do I get to practice None. before it's like I right do that? Now. It is right fucking. We now. do not have a gym right now. <laughs> no, I don't care. Tim can practice all he wants. I want to see. Oh yeah, I let's go. See this. No fucking way. Chelsea's going to be homeless, and I'm going to laugh at those kids outside their home as I. <laughs> Zero percent chance. There's no way you're making nine. I want to raise the stakes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to ninety percent to keep your dogs, so your kids can cry outside. <laughs> It'll be over on the first two. It'll be done. I'd no, be it's not. <laughs> I switched the first two. <laughs> oh my God. All right. The best is if he just banks number one. <laughs> what is your next one? Okay, so right, for so those first, what else you got? I mean. I think I'd take the goalie next because my putting is so bad. <laughs> and then putting and then the field goal. Like, who practices fucking field goals at their home? Like, no one no one does that. You want me to go, Jeff, or are you going to go? Uh, go ahead. All right. If it's me, right now, I have, I have touched the basketball very little since college basketball. I would still pick the free throw. The free throw. 
over anything else. We're going head to head, baby. I, oh my god, I'd kill you. We're but anyway, anyway, um, I would also I would do the exact same as Tim. I would also go penalty kick. I've been I've been deep into the World Cup lately. I know nothing about. <laughs> I, I know nothing about soccer. I know nothing, but I've watched these guys. Like I watched a shitload of it today. Just fucking watched a ton of World Cup. I watched these guys on the penalty kick like go up there and like, it's like their body is spasming. They're faking it out and then they just flip it in there. I, I would just get the goalie dive in one way and just flip it in there. It's all eyes. Yep. And man, so they went down to field goal or a six footer. Uh, I have made some long field goals back in the day when I was coaching football. We were doing some field contests, but I would have zero confidence in making. If I had to make one under pressure, it would go. It would be like worse than like the worst like block faded drive ever. It just be a flutterer. I'm a straight foot kicker, you know. I don't do the, don't do the soccer <laughs> style, so I go straight off the front toe. <laughs> so I can go anywhere. I can go left. You got the square right. toe shoe on. So we're yeah straight oh, on. Yeah, so oh, we're straight on. So we're going for sure. Six footer straight is our third, and the field goal is dead last. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm gonna kind of stay on. I I honestly think that I'm gonna go. Free throw, I, and I'd be bound, like that's not even, I can shoot free throws in my sleep. In fact, I did a video of me shooting left-handed free throws just because I, I was so sick of watching some of my favorite sports teams miss free throws that I, I went and proved it. In my, in my teacher clothes, I shot opposite hand free throws and made over 60%. So I, right-handed, not even, it, I don't even, it's, it's over. It's, it's, it's lights out. It's like riding a bike. So It's like stealing Mike's house. <laughs> the next one, though, I'm, I'm, I actually, I'm actually tempted to say, now, I'm not by any means going to claim to be a good putter. But uh, I do know I suck kicking a ball. <laughs> I've seen myself trying to kick a ball. My daughter plays soccer, so I do kick with her. I, 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 would, I, I would definitely take the penalty kick over the, the field goal, but I would say that i just I just more comfortable with a putter in my hand than I am kicking. So I'll go a six-foot putt. Have long you as it's seen straight. how wide that net is? It's, he, like, he it's, just, like, it's like six miles wide. He just I got know, his, he it got his doesn't matter. grip to go low today. He did well, go who's, low. The, who's the goalie? You or Tim? Where did, <laughs> no, it's it's probably okay, some like, Argentinian. You got no chance. Yeah, yeah it's those a guys, those, You guys don't know how to de- you know, triple deke them out. It's all about the penalty kicks are all about the deke. You gotta fake it out. It's kind of like a putt. It's kind of like when I'm putting. I tell myself, I tell myself that I'm gonna play more break, and then I miss below the hole. I fake myself out. It's the same way. <laughs> Mike gives the break the old misty eyes, trying to like fake out the break. <laughs> like, so oh. I go, yeah, I definitely go free throw, um, putt, penalty kick, field goal, for sure. So that'd be my order. So what I heard from tonight is, uh, it's winter. We have not a lot going on other than sim leagues. So we're getting a, a three-on-three basketball team going. Oh, wow. I refuse to tear my ACL. <laughs> Your ACL's fine. My Achilles. You know, anything else that can Your happen. Achilles I'm over 40 now. Ripped. I'm 40. You can he, play one. I'll play like a power two. You can't practice in the swing lab basement with a torn, a torn ACL. <laughs> oh, can't. come on. Can't get a proper turn. I, I can't win a break 80 major. I, th- I thought we were going to play one-on-one. We're not gonna I win. We're not gonna win any of those anytime soon. Anyway, I'll give Tim not a jab step. You. I'll no, take, I'll give any major. I'll give Tim a jab step just to start. <laughs> Watch him back up six feet and just drain one. I'm gonna play as dirty as the uh, the old World Cup and just give you a little knee buckle. <laughs> you do what you gotta do with a boss. I feel like Tim is one of those guys. Like I can tell, he's one of those guys right now. This is going way back to old school. That when you shoot like a three, they like they like do the like run at your knees. Like they do the. <laughs> they do the low like lunge at your legs. You got you kind of yes. like flinch like a, just a cheap dirty bastard. <laughs> hey, 
I'm not quick. Yeah, he's the guy at the Y that everyone wants to fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, got a mean free throw though. I I think um, you know as we come up to holiday season here, we don't have you know we've got a few interviews coming up here on the agenda. But anything else that you guys are looking forward to? I got something next. How about next week on the PGA Tour? This is a little interesting. The QBE shootout. They got teams again, including some mixed teams with men and women. So they're playing at uh, Tiburon Golf Club. It's a Ritz-Carlton golf course in Naples, Florida. Here are your teams. It's a small event. They got Max Homa and Kevin Kisner team. Harris English and Matt Kuchar. I'm assuming that if they win, English picks up the caddy tab. <laughs> uh, we got Trey Mullinex and Scott Stallings. Brian Harmon and Sepp Straka. Jason Day and Billy Horschel. Jason Day is a very patient guy. Uh, Steve Stricker and my boy Cameron Young. He's got a putter with him. Maverick McNeely and Lexi Thompson. Ooh, I like that. And the other, the other split female male group is Denny McCarthy and Nellie Corda. Ooh. And then you got Tom Hoagie from Fargo and Sahith. Uh, Corey Connors and the sexiest man on tour, K.H. Lee. And Keith Mitchell and J.J. Spons. You got a little... Uh, a team of it. I don't know what the format exactly is, but it's a two-person team with a couple of uh, LPGA players. I think that's. I think that's fine. You know, I think you need to get some of those fun, more fun types of formats and yeah, it's, things it's, going on. It's kind of a shame there aren't more LPGA tour players in there. I mean, I would love to see more. Yeah, I've said for years I would love to see uh, something. Figure out, you know where about the tee boxes need to be for the the PGA Tour players and the LPGA Tour players where they're both ripping driver so it ends up in about the same spot. And then go from there. I, I think it'd be fascinating. The women don't create the spin, but if you watch them hit wedges and stuff and putt, they're really good. Like I, see, I would love to see what happens. See, I think you almost have to move the LPGA back a little bit more from their comfort zone just because they hit it so straight every time. They're so low spin. I would love to see it though. What what would happen? It would be so if good. if they're coming in from about the same position, you know what happens? It would It'd be, be so fascinating, good. especially on a mixed team, right? Where you get to like really see the head to head and and make that comparison because there's always the talk: is LPGA up to the standard that PGA is? And it'd be a good. Like, it it always comes up at the Presidents Cup. Just forget the international team. Have the American men play the Korean women. And have the Korean women tee up from a spot where it's the same, and see what happens. Because yeah. you know, it'd be, it, I think it'd be cool. I wish they'd do it. It would be so fun. Or how about this? The the male tees off, and the in the women plays from there, and the woman tees off, and the male plays from there. No, an alt shot would be awesome too. Like an alt shot, LPGA, it, PGA. This might have that. I'm not sure. I don't see. I'm just reading on PGA Tour.com. I don't know exactly what the format is. I I think that that. The alternate format, like a different formatting on this tournament would be amazing. Also, big Liv guy, right? Rumor is Liv could start sponsoring some more female events and actually bring a little bit more money in. So they would take it in a heartbeat, I'm sure, because they want oh, the money. Oh, yeah, so. 100%. And why wouldn't you? But if that happens, even more possibilities of a, a combined tour event where you've got women and men playing alongside, which I think would be just interesting phenomenal and um if the uh, corda sisters want to come on we do live interviews uh <laughs> yeah, absolutely 
got a space to stay, free accommodations. Yeah, I'm down. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I if they want to come on here, <laughs> they can do whatever. Well, they want. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tag them after this. I have I have uh, I have once gave Lexi Thompson tips about Hazeltine at LA Fitness in Hopkins, Minnesota. True story. Not how a, creepy were you and your no, okay, a little creepy. <laughs> you know, she was in like the sports bras and and, and 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 like joggers or uh, yoga pants. But no, this is hilarious. So I was in LA Fitness. Like this was early in the morning. It was when they were here for the KPMG, and um, it was early, like six thirty. You know, it was like before the actual trip. It was a week of like early in the week. That's when Mike could hit a golf ball this, far. No, this is the one time Mike did yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, Who's that? I went out to my car and saw any Puma apparel, um, but uh, no, I uh, just, there was like almost nobody in there. It was like completely empty, and I looked over. And I, was, I was like, I was lifting over here, and I looked over. And I was like, what the fuck? That's Lexi Thompson. What the hell is she doing? I didn't think. I didn't put two and two together about KPMG, and uh, so I, well, I started talking to her a little bit. I said, hey, you're in town for the for the major? Yeah, you. She had never been to Hazeltine. So she was asking me, "What do you? What about the course?" I'm, so I'm telling her about the golf course, and I'm and, like, and funny enough, Mike has never played I've it. I've never played it. <laughs> yeah, it's like one, it's like one, it's like one of the four I have left to play in the whole state. <laughs> but you know, I, I wasn't gonna say that. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a member there. I play it every week." <laughs> Classic Tinder move, just lie. <laughs> but, but I'm giving her all these tips about it. Now she, notice she didn't win. <laughs> Probably I think it's a dog leg left. Probably putted like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a funny story. She was in there. Just, she was, I tell you what, though, you talk about dedication. She was in there before practice round. Like, I was only in there in the morning because I had to be because I had something else going on that day. She was in there fucking just fucking r- ripped in sweat, just fucking working her ass off uh, at like 6 30 in the morning before she goes and plays all day. Well, so, yeah. don't follow Mike's uh, Hazel Team tips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen it enough. I've been, I've seen it on TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's all I got. Anything else you guys want to add? Anything coming no. up for you personally? Anything, Tim? You, you what? and I are. What do you mean personally? Yeah, everything. you and I are heading to Florida here soon. Yeah, we've got a whole match going on. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to get some content on there for the for the listeners. We've got. Um, well, uh, I have a uh, Tampa Orlando trip coming up in the very end of December. Uh, so stream song and uh, Bay Hill, and then a head-to-head match with Jeff at El Campeon. Yeah. So that'll be fun. El Campeon is uh, the most undulated course in Mid Central Florida. Yep, we're getting ready for the Masters. Yeah. I heard tickets are really ex- a hot ticket in they, town. For they two are. Guys. They two are. guys who have only played sim golf. We're ready to go light it up. Uh, they're 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 vying for. Who is going to be the second favorite to uh, try to compete at the Break 80 Major next year? Also, the, uh, the the winner gets to pick the restaurant, and Jeff is anti-sushi, yes. so uh, that is that is that's going to make me win right there. Yeah, yeah, he's anti-culture. And then we're going to play where else after that? Uh, Winter Park Nine. Nice. So big, no lane up. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be good. It it should be deep bunkering, white sand, fun layout. Uh, also, the three stream song courses, Bay Hill, and then in February, or sorry, January, um, planning a trip out to Scottsdale. Trips to be or uh, courses to be determined, um, and then hopefully a February trip out to San Diego. 
Nice. And then uh, August trip out to Pinehurst. Jeez, dude. So uh, no, you must trip. be single. April trip. It, August oh, or April? Right. August, <laughs> right. August is supposed to be Scotland. No, 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 you're right. It's supposed to be Scotland. We'll see if we can pull it together. Yeah, a- April trip out there. Uh, it's still looking for March. So if anyone has any recommendations or contacts. Well, we'll see if uh, flights get down there cheap enough. You never well, know. I'll tell you what. Mike can make a guest once appearance they in winter Tim's, part nine. Once they receive Tim's Christmas card, you are <laughs> oh, going to yeah. be getting hits like crazy because that we, thing is dialed in. Are we talking about the Christmas card? I don't know. I, I, uh, we'll probably, Tim will probably post a picture. Uh, if you want to see... <laughs> it's amazing. Arguably the worst Christmas card ever <laughs> produced. Why are you holding the mic up to yourself right now? Because I'm I'm talking here like this thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, as a guy who has taught many many seventh grade boys, this reminds me of when they don't know what to do on the PowerPoint and they just keep adding fucking extra pictures and this looks r- ridiculous. <laughs> covering space. <laughs> just covering space. <laughs> All right. I'm the only one that does sales on this podcast. <laughs> right. And I'm trying to tell this group how much effort it took. The private clubs are so obscure. The way that they hide their addresses is ridiculous. You have to, like, drop a pin onto Pine Valley to figure out where it is. And or you to, just go and drive by. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm not in fucking New Jersey. I'm going to find the Pine Valley address while I just keep talking. Yeah. Anyway, accumulate an entire list got the cards and I'm telling the guys it's more about the outreach that you have to do to make the contacts that you need to meet than it is about sending the actual cards no one cares about a postcard also if you get a postcard from us please hang it up on your fridge put it out in the common space make fun of it (laughs) draw mustaches on it I I don't care what you do just remember our names for those of you that are wondering Pine Valley's address is 1 East Atlantic Avenue Clementon New Jersey (laughs) Zero eight zero two one. It's on Google Maps. It's not that hard to find. <laughs> anyway, it took me three Google searches to get there. Uh, regardless, this list took a long time, and uh, the follow-up is taking longer. Um, re- either way, uh, my LinkedIn has switched completely from pharmaceutical sales into like the golf industry in essence overnight so if anyone needs anything let me know i have a contact in any one of the the coasts at this point in time all right yeah, boys. Well, well i'll say this i want to want to give a shout out again to, to go low golf here in the minnesota golf lab thanks to hunter having us in here um great facility come check it out great dude and uh, knows golf clubs, so if you have any questions about golf clubs or want to order something or get something tweaked or fixed, um, come on in. He's here basically 78 hours, 70 or 80 hours a week, so there's a good chance to get a hold of him. Um, lots of open tee times too online, so just go on there on the website, book some tee times, plenty of base space, some good hangouts. We're chilling right now. Long Lake. Um, yep, in Long Lake, right on the lake there. Beautiful um, scenery of downtown Long Lake. Um, so thanks again to him. Um, hope that you guys tune in again um, next time we do it, probably in a couple weeks, right before Christmas. Thanks for listening. Maybe today's the day I brigade. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold G. you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80.